Hey guys, it's me, Producer Ross, and welcome to another edition of Game Day Extra Time, the show where myself and fans speak more about Ittridge Town. And I'm joined by Game Day regulars in Thomas Seggins, Harvey Davis, David Fisher, and Liam Young. Uh, we're going to go over to you, Harvey, first, the Welsh Prince. How you doing, my friend? Welcome back to another Game Day Extra Time. Not too bad, not too bad, yeah. Um, I'm all right. Glad football's back. I was until we, we lost against Arsenal under, under eights. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all right. I can't complain too much. Yeah, um, you, of course, you were currently moving house as well. So that must have been a bit, a bit of a stressful time. So you've ignored probably town at the moment. You're more worrying about your own personal life, sorting out oh, that. There's always, there's always time for town. Always time for town. No, yeah, I'm in the process. New house, new job. Pretty stressful. But um, yeah, one day at a time. Cool, love it. And now over to you, Thomas. Um, you're actually somewhere else today. You're not actually in your, your lovely home. You're Where are you again? I'm in a Premier Inn in Worcester. <laughs> love it, <laughs> love it. No. Committed, committed as ever. So how are you doing, my friend? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Having a bit of a shit week. I'm in Worcester for a course, that for a job. I don't, don't particularly want to do long term, yeah. but learning the basics. Um, so, but yeah, I'm here for this. How are you, um, how are you feeling after the two results? Um, not too bad, to be honest. Um, Arsenal, not too worried. I mean, if when you think about it, I know they're only 17, 18, but it's Arsenal Academy, so they're going to be class in a way. And, you know, and we also had like seven chances. I mean, two off the line. We had the chance to win it. it just It just sounds like it was one of those games where we just threw everything at it in a way and just couldn't, couldn't put it in the net for the second half. I know the second half wasn't as good as the first, but we still had chances to win it and we didn't it, sometimes that happens in football and you know you can't say that that's what we said really in my opinion definitely and i'm um, over to you liam liam from crew how you doing my friend uh not too bad um looking a bit disheveled after just playing cricket so um final game of the season on saturday uh of what has been what we have been able to do um so playing a summer sport which Obviously, we started very late, so we yes. haven't had much. And then finally, the man, the ranter, David. How are you doing, <laughs> my friend? Not too bad. I'm doing my best to collect injuries like town players this week. I've stabbed myself oh, in no. the leg with a pair of um, topiary shears, and I've um, thumped my head against a tree this afternoon. So, um, <laughs> But I, did, I avoided dropping a, brick, uh, dropping a block of stone on my toe. So, you know, happy days. Definitely. Do you have hard t- steel toe caps? I do have steel toe caps. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 seen other people in the gardening trade who've done horrible things to their feet with lawnmowers and things. So, yeah, steel toe caps. <laughs> well, guys, um, this this is the second edition of Game Day Extra Time. I thought last week went really well. Um, people liked it as well. So, thank you to everybody who listened to last week's show. Um, today is a full pack show with. We've spoken about a lot of stuff this week on different platforms, but this is the platform for us to be more of a town fan uh, aspect of it all. So we're going to go look at the latest news, what's been going on. Um, of course, one of the biggest stories of the week was Caden Jackson, um, a bid apparently rejected uh, from town from Bournemouth. Um, who would like to take the first thoughts on that? Do you want to keep him or do you want to sell him? David, go ahead. I'd sell him. Um, yeah. I mean, especially if the reported fee of two millions there, I'd, I'd bite the hand off, quite frankly. Um, 
I've had my question marks about him since he came in. I know he did well last season in his way, but his first touch isn't great. And for somebody who's supposed to be fast, he didn't outpace that many central defenders last season. And if we're playing 4-3-3 and he won't be played wide, then where does he fit? Um, I think there are better strikers out there, and I'm surprised that championship sides, particularly ones chasing promotion, would be going for him. I, I mean, I like him in some ways, but I don't think that he's integral there. Um, I, I still fancy him as, a, as an inside forward playing on the right. I think that he could do a job there. Um, a lot of the chances he creates for other people are when he pulls wide and then gets the ball in low into the box, but apparently not. So I, th- I think he's surplus, especially if Drynan steps up to the plate and uh, carries on doing the business. Is, um, is anybody in this chat um, who actually wants to keep him? Okay, um, that, that silence. Oh, Liam, <laughs> Liam is... It, it's... It... It's it's not that if the money's on the on the table, then I would say definitely sell him. The on, the only issue I've got, and I don't want to keep banging on about it, but the salary cap means that we can't really reinvest that money in someone of a, a decent quality because we won't be able to offer the wages to replace him. Um, and of course, with that salary cap, we've only got a limit on the amount of players we can have in the squad over the age of, of 21, I think it is. So basically, we're already hand tied about being able to reinvest in other areas of the squad as well. But if the money is there, then I would say take it because I just don't know where he's going to fit in. He's not a lone striker at all. Um and if he's not going to be played wide, and I know Andy said this last night, that there's a lot of options for those wide forward uh, roles, that it, it it would be probably a waste to keep him if we're getting offered a decent price. It's just my worry is where, how we reinvest that money unless we leave it and for a, for a year. And then if we did get promoted to the championship, then we've got an extra couple of million, but... Evans will probably have swallowed that by then. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, um, Mr. Game Day, Thomas, what's your thoughts on this, mate? I'm kind of on the fence because, like David yeah. said, I know I know he had a good season last year, and like, to be fair, I think it's like joint top scorer, or I can't quite remember the stats now, but I know you know he, he provided a lot for us last season. At the same time, he's not ready for the championship. If form, if someone wants to come in and offer us silly money for him, take it because. Uh, I, I I can't see him fitting in this season like, with Drynan doing what he's done in the pre-seasons. Well. We've still got Norwood here. And if we're going to play the 4-3-3, I can't really see him fitting in because there's still Lancaster. We've still got Freddie. There's still um, Guion who can play on the left side there. I think there's there's no way he's going to fit in at the moment unless we go back to the 4-4-2. But then it goes against what Lambert was saying earlier in the interview with Stu. So it's, I think he's still got a lot to offer for us. And he's he's not a championship, but he's not a championship player yet. But if, if people want to offer silly money, then take it because we can reinvest it if need be. But like Liam says, though, it's going to be hard with the silly crap. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, from last week, we had the hands up to so let the listeners know that that's our way around going to the next person. So, David, I saw you put your hand up, so I'll go to you before I go go into Harvey. Just pick up on what Liam said about the salary cap. The thing with mm-hmm. um, Jackson is because he's oh, there's an extension a year off they've they've offered him a contract if they if he signs a contract then that doesn't come in with the previous salary cap either does it because 
it would be a new contract, so his his new salary would be there rather than the um, sort of arbitrary limit they've set on people who had the contract before. So he's a problem either way, I think. So um, if we don't sell him and he signs a contract, then it causes a problem with the salary cap. And if we don't don't sell him and he doesn't sign a contract, then we don't get the two million or whatever it is later on down the line. So I think that however you look at it, it's a good deal. Um, and Harvey, to finish it up, what's your thoughts? If we were playing four four two still, and it was working really well, and we missed out on promotion last season, whether Skinner had season that kind of thing, then I'd one hundred percent keep him because I think I think he offers something that the rest of our strikers don't. Um, but just picking up on the on the whole system thing, uh, you know, Lambert's pretty insistent that he's sticking with the four three three this season, judging from what he said in the interview with, with Stu, like Thomas said. Um, and if that's the case, then 100% I, I would sell it for, for, for £2 million. I think it's, it's a great deal for us. Um, you know, he, his best football has been in a 4-4-2, whether it's been with James Norwood or um, I think it was Billy Key, wasn't it, at Accrington when he was there. Yeah. Um, that's his best football in, in a 4-4-2. He's, he's terrible as a lone striker. There's no getting away from it. I know he's... He went from League Two to the Championship. That's a huge jump with from Accrington to to Ipswich. But he looks so so isolated. He's for me. He ha- he hasn't got the the attributes to play that kind of lone striker role. Um, it's either a four four two or um, or like David said, a, a wide forward role, which I would like to see quite a lot. And, and I've kind of been saying this for a while now, but it, Lambert's not going to do it. So if if that's the case. Um, then I would definitely sell him for for the for the two million. But at the same time, I'd want someone else brought in. I'm happy that Drynan's had a chance, and I'm, and I'm happy that he's 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 doing well. But we still need another striker in, in that department to, um, you know, to give Norwood and and to give Hawkins something to think about for me. Um, but yeah, two million four three three. Yeah, I I I drive him there myself. So let's move on and let's uh, talk about the man who was the elephant in the room last week, uh, Paul Lambert. Um, good old Stuart Watson, my colleague and Kings of Anglia um, pod man. Uh, he had an exclusive chat with Paul Lambert and spoke about you know transfers in this summer, the, the summer of tough love. Um, <laughs> a very good story indeed. Uh, who would like to go first and to sort of chat about that story in depth? Um, David, go ahead. Um, I enjoyed the read um, and I'm it's the start of the season. I start seasons with optimism, and I know I didn't have much of it when we did the last one, um, but I'm willing to take him at his word at this point. Um, so we've seen two consistent selections. We've seen people keep their place in the side. I'm going to go with it. Um, so optimism. And what he says is broadly right. I mean, if he's learned from what he did before, great. Stick with what what you what what you want. He looked like, and one of my criticisms last season, and Thomas and I talked about this repeatedly, was he did four three three all the way through the relegation season. There was a plan. It went out of the window. If he's going back to his plan and he says this is we're going to play, which was to my mind why you signed Norwood because he'd scored his thirty two goals for Tranmere in a four three three at the focal point, then great. And there are players who didn't step up to the plate and didn't do it, and they they need calling out. Um, I don't think that that exonerates 
Lambert because I think that 90% of the problem last season was Lambert's. But if he's learned from it, absolutely great. And I'm willing to take him at his word at the moment that he has learned from it. So it, I'm, I'm up for it. Cool. Harvey, what's your thoughts on it all, mate? Yeah, it was, it was a really good read. Um, again, he, he makes reference to the fact as well, doesn't he, that um, you know the plan was 4-3-3 last season as well, but the form of, of Jackson um, in pre-season kind of forced his hand to, to the 4-2, uh, sorry, 4-4-2, which I think we all knew was the case anyway. Um, yeah, I, I agree. As, as long as he sticks to his principle, principles. Again, I was on the fence a little bit last week um, and I'm still willing to give him a few months as long as, like David says, he sticks to the 4-3-3. He's not rotating players every week. I think he's mentioned in pretty much every presser he's done that, you know, if you've got the shirt, then it's up to you to keep the shirt. So as long as that's the case, um, then I, I'm I'm more than happy to, to give him a few months and see how it goes. Um when he starts putting Guyon Edwards at right mid again, then I might um, I might uh, change my, my mind. But yeah, for the time being, I'm, I'm happy with um, with what he's saying. Hopefully, the results will, will reflect his uh, you know his decisions. Definitely, um, Thomas. What's your your feelings on this? Some hard truths were told apparently to the players. So, you know, are you happy that Lambert sort of changed his method in terms of just like, is that tough love? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a good read. Um, I won't believe it until I see it. We've had two games so far, and he, he is sticking to it so far. So if it, if, it, if it carries on and we carry on producing results, then yeah, it's, you know, I'll perhaps I'll change my opinion on him. But like David said, if he was going to stick with 4-3-3 like last season and change his mind, there's only something that can happen this year and it could happen again, maybe. That's the only worry I have. Because if, if someone form, performs well and then we, we change and then that does, then doesn't work out, my biggest concern for that last year is KVY. He panicked as soon as he brought him in as his big star signing. Played him on the right wing. He was a star signing for, you know, star player for a month. Got injured and then he panicked. And that's when the rotation and that click kicked in. Like big time from what from like, I could see. So um, that's my only worry of him saying what he's going to do so far. And I think he has learned, to be fair, because um, uh, he's sticking with the 4-3-3 now. He's going back to the plan that he wanted to do. But there's still a little bit of worry in case he goes against that. Also, like it was his fault last season, but it's not all his fault. Like some of that has got to go down to the players. So if he has said a few words, then fair enough. I don't, you know, I don't know what he said. None of us really know what he said. But if if some of it's fair, then and it works, then why not? Mm-hmm. If it's tough luck, then and if they don't like it, then they can go. That's the way I see it. Or yeah. you know they can they can earn his respect again. And that's the way it should be, in my opinion. And Liam, do you want to wrap it up? What's um, your feelings on all this? Um, well, I just echo what Tom's just said, basically. But if he's willing to stick to his principles and happy to um, stick to what he was going to do in the first place uh, and not change around every week, then I don't see why he can't stay at the club and, and be successful. Um, my... my more for me, my biggest worry about Lambert is is in-game management. Um, there's there's a lot of times last season where his his tactical changes. He was bringing players on in like with about five minutes to go, making no impact whatsoever. 
Uh, and that, that would be a worry for me if that's going to continue. I mean, it's all good him saying that he's learned from the rotation. He's learned from the swapping of uh, formations um, and, and not having that settled side. I do agree with Tom that the players do need to take an element of responsibility. Um, yes, Lambert puts out the, the side and, and does put out the way that the team should be playing. Um, and I think at times they did struggle. But the quality in that side for League One still should have been enough to get more results than they did. Um, but my, again, I, I have a, a, an issue with Lambert in the games um, and that would still be a worry for me um, when, when the heat is on this season. But um, it's a good start for now. He's, mm. he's, he's, he said he's, he's learned and he's sticking to the 4-3-3 and he's, he's um, sorting that out. So hopefully with confidence blowing through the team, hopefully things will be quite seamless. But I just think if the tough, if it gets going, the, the tough gets a bit um, going forward, then I think he's, uh, he, he might struggle with his management, in-game management for me. Cool. Uh, yeah, Tom? I'd say his in-game does worry me as well, but against Arsenal, didn't he bring three subs on by the 60th minute? Yeah. There's already signs of it changing. Oh, and he... He brought on a more experienced striker in Norwood to try and get a goal for them. You know, it, it, there's already signs of it improving. Just hope he sticks to it. Yep. I think that was though chasing the game, though, wasn't it? Where it was, yeah, but yeah, but we, there's a lot of times last season where we were chasing the game. We didn't bring him on to the 80th minute. Look at, no, look, at look at I mentioned it last week. There was Freddie who came on in 90th minute, and he told him to give him 90 minutes when he when he only had like four minutes, which was stupid. Whereas this time, he's tried changing it earlier. Definitely. Now, um, we'll move on to some other news. Um, new contract for Brett McGavin. The young town midfielder has signed a new two-year deal. Um, his contract was going to run out next summer. Um, he's 20 years old, of course, uh, still very young. Uh, he made his debut last season, made four appearances in total. Um, so good news that we've been able to give him a longer-term deal. Who would like to go first? Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased. Um, I think with, with McGavin, he's, he's not your kind of... Teddy Bishop, you know, he's, he's not going to necessarily bring as much kind of flair um, to the team. But what I do really like about him is he does the simple things really, really well. Um, when I've seen him play, you know, he can tidy the, the gamer. Um, I think he, he's, he's going to be a real talent. I, I think when he's played, he's not let the team down at all. Um, again, although he's, he's not necessarily going to be like an attacking midfielder, um, for me, I, I think he will bring something um, kind of fresh to the team as well. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him because I think over the next few years, especially with the salary cap, um, you know, we're going to have to rely on the academy a lot more. Um, and I can see him playing maybe 10, 15 games a season, maybe. Um, David, um, some people say he, he sort of has the similar, operates a similar role as Cole Skews. Um Hopefully he will score more goals and... Um... <laughs> Pass a bit better, but uh, what's your feelings on this? You you happy with this? Uh, I'm I'm very pleased with it. I mean, I, I hope he's done it. He's he's earned the right for that contract, <laughs> um, and the shirt and numbers and things like that. Uh, yeah, it, it's the only my only caveat on it because I, I'm delighted he's signed. I, I really like him. Whenever I've seen him, I th thought he was excellent. While we've got a squad that we've got with so many players, then 
the the pathway for someone like McGavin to get a chance for have 10, 15 games, whether you've got sort of five starts, 10 subs, which is how young players get in. If you've got Nolan, Hughes, Skews, all of those players above him, how does he get in there? And not just for two games in the Mickey Mouse trophy. If you don't have quite so many people in the way filling up the squad pointlessly, then you've got a pathway for people like him and El Mazzuni to have the chance when somebody is out of form, when somebody is injured, when somebody is suspended. That's my only concern. And that's not to do with McGavin's contract because I'm delighted he signed. I think he's a real prospect and I want to see him um, break in properly. But that, that goes for Dobra, it goes for El Mazzuni. They're, they're real talents. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have a pathway where they can get through rather than having it all clogged up with judges and Nolans. Yeah. Uh, Thomas, do, do you think he... We'll go out on loan. Um, sometimes that is, you know, do you think that? That's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm happy he's, he's signed. You know, when, when I've seen him, he'd, he'd look good. So um, I'm happy with that. But yeah, I was, I was then going to say, um, I do think he may go out on loan this season. Because like Dave was saying, there's just too much for him to like push in. And I know he randomly got that League One start. I can't remember if it was against now last season. But he was off at half time again. In Fleetwood. It was a Fleetwood, I can't remember, yeah, but it's like in amongst the Lambert madness that happened. I, I'd, I'd like to see him break through, but I just think there's, there's too much there, like David was saying, just to get in consistently. And maybe if he, if he did go out on loan, it might help. But that, that, that goes against my um, viewpoint of sending people out on loan, because we're, we're now the club that we used to send players out on loan to. So. <laughs> I, saw you, I saw you put your hand up, David. Do you want to add anything else? I, I was just about to say what Tom just said. Um, that when when we're in League One, I mean, if you're in Championship and you're chasing, then you've got a young player coming through, then, you know, okay, you've got League One. We're in League One now. If these players are allegedly going to be the talents that can go on to play Championship football for us or someone else or get picked up by a bigger club, then sending them on loan elsewhere just seems a bit daft. And he's not 18. If you're picking out somebody who is 18... 17 and saying okay they can go league two they can go to national league different thing he's 20 you know that's all right you say it's young and yet it's still under 21 territory but it's not that young you look at other players you know you go back the kiwamias the titus brambles and the dyers they've broken into the side by this point Dizelle. and that, that, that and andre dazelle and jason dazelle mm-hmm. you know daily atkinson they're not sitting there waiting till 23 with the manager going, oh, well, he's, he's still a youngster at 23. Wolfenden and Downs, what, 21, 22? Mm-hmm. Downs doesn't, you know, Wolfenden doesn't count as one of the young players now. So to keep turning around and saying they're young doesn't add up to me. You, you put them in if they're good enough and sending somebody who's 20 out on loan to the National League or, or League Two seems madness to me when we're League One. So he needs to have a pathway inside him. If I'm sending anybody out on loan, it's going to be Nolan and Judge. <laughs> uh, Harvey, I saw you put your hand up. You got anything else to add yourself? Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I think I definitely would loan him out for one. I think um, David's point about the, the kind of options we've got in midfield, I, I do agree. But I think looking at Amir Hughes and Teddy Bishop's injury record, I think that's where his 10 or 15 games will come from. Um, mm-hmm. You know, historically over the last few seasons you know we can't really rely on those two for a full campaign um so i think 
we definitely need to keep him. Um, you know, in case it's a situation where, you know, there was last season where he was, I remember the team sheet coming out and everyone thinking, McGavin, you know, that's one of the most random Lambert selections of the season, um, although he played well. Uh, but yeah, I think that's where his 10 or 15 games will come from because um, I don't think Bishop is, is quite ready yet to play a full season. And uh, as much as I, I like Hughes and I'm a big admirer of Hughes, I don't think he's, um, I don't think he's a kind of, 46 game a season, man, either. Oh, and, um, well, I will get to you, Liam, but um, Thomas, what, what you got? I was just saying, with, with that, why would you send them out without a, without a recall clause? Like, if you've mm-hmm. got those players in there that you know can't, you know, perhaps do the season, put a recall clause in there to bring him back if need be. He's still getting games elsewhere, he's still getting experience. And then if you need to bring him back, bring him back, put him in the squad and bring the what he brings to us. That's that's. If, it, if they send them out and don't put that recall clause in there, that's stupid. You, you need to put a recall clause in there because you know you, what you've got. You know usually what got. with those recall clauses, though, aren't, aren't they like, for example, if we send them out, I don't know what it is now, obviously the season starting in September, aren't they, they can be recalled in January, for example. So if in between then, you know, we've got an injury crisis in midfield and there's no option to bring him back. I, I, I see what you're saying, though. If there was an option yeah. where, we could, where we could bring him back, you know, within 48 hours or something like that. Shouldn't say yeah, that alone unless there's a chance to bring him back whenever. I don't know if there is. I'm not, mm. I'm not you know, I'm not up to speed on that, so I don't know. But mm-hmm. but um, realistically, Liam, is he going to get a chance in the first team or is this more just because with the salary cap coming in, do you feel like they just wanted to have a player on the 21 just to be signed on for a few years? Uh, I mean, I'm delighted he's, he's been given the new contract. I thought he was a very tidy player. Uh, in the matches that he did play, especially Fleetwood. Um, I thought it was very harsh on him being hooked at half-time. Yeah. Uh, he was probably one of the only few players who weren't booting it down Harry Suter's throat all night. So, um, But it, it's a difficult one because it, he's unfortunately in, in a position where the squad is so bulky at the moment. Um and and so he hasn't got, um, he hasn't really got as the boys have been saying that pathway because there are so many players for the midfield positions that it, it is going to be difficult for him to break in. And I do I do get the point that Bishop and Hughes obviously do have injury um, issues over the past few years, and and we have to wait and see if they do carry on. But I mean, Hughes um, seemed to be okay last season after he came back and, and carried on, didn't have uh, much of a reoccurrence. Um, Bishop might be a different one. Uh, he he does seem to get going and then suddenly pick up something. But he's so far down the pecking order that um, it's difficult. Uh, I, I would say give it, sending him out on loan to at least just get some game time <laughs> might be a good idea because I just don't know where he's going to fit in uh, overall in, in that central midfield battle. We're going we're gonna to continue the Brett McGavin chat. Thomas, you've got another thing now. Just, just, just quickly, with, down, with the downs talk, we don't know what's going to happen there. And with yeah. Goose winding down as well, that's the pathway cleared up a bit for us. So. Good point. Let's get in to the big game this Sunday on Sky, Wigan Athletic. League One football is back. Um, I, I bet you last last summer we were not expecting to say League One football again for a town, but 
you know, we know what happened last season. But uh, the one bad thing is on Sky, and our record on Sky is terrible. <laughs> um, but uh, I want to go to you, Thomas, first. Um, how are you feeling going into this? Um, are you feeling a bit different from the two games? You know, a good win against Bristol Rovers in the Cup and we'll ignore the Arsenal game, but for yourself, how are you feeling going into it? After after seeing last Saturday, yeah, um, I was a bit more confident that this Sunday. I'm not going to worry about Tuesday too much because that was just a tin pot trophy. But, um, but yeah, uh, after the result, after against Bristol Rovers, I mean, and unfortunately for Wigan, they're not in a great position at the moment. So it's it's hard to say. How, how we're going to fare against that, but it, it could. I'm not. I'm not fearing a loss at the moment. I'll say that much. And I, I, I think he'll stick to the same team as last Saturday. Um, I don't see why he'd change that. I mean, they played well. Um, three goals. There's, there's no need. There's no need to change it, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know what others think, but I mean, that's that's the team he should set out with and just push for a push for a win. To be honest. Yeah. And, and especially that- especially on Sky as well, when you know. Yeah. <laughs> much. Um, David, um, of course, Wigan that, they haven't really got much of a squad really, they've <laughs> sold so many uh, I'm going to just quickly go through all the players you know, they've sold, uh, of course they've got a lot of money problems, administration <laughs> all that jazz, but some of their big players like Keith Moore, former town player their top goal scorer last year, he's gone to Cardiff um, David Marshall their goalkeeper, he's gone to Derby Jamal Lowe, he's gone to Swansea uh, Josh Windass as well, another player I think we were linked with, um, I think under Hurst maybe. He's gone to Sheffield Wednesday. And, um, so they've lost a lot of their key players from last year in the championship. But they've still got a few players. Um, Joe Garner, formerly of, of town. I bet you anything, he will score on Sunday. But um, how are you feeling going into this? I'm, I'm confident and optimistic. Um, I mean, that would be the case even if they didn't have, weren't busy hemorrhaging players. Didn't have a manager yet, although they they're linked with a manager today. I, I saw. Yeah, John. Um, Sarah, yeah, yeah I, I I think that um, we'll do well against them. The, the the two games so far have given me a degree of confidence. I was annoyed after the Arsenal game, but that was in the same way that I normally see you after a game and I start <laughs> ranting at you. Yeah. Um, and I was told to calm down at, at, at that point because it's it's you know so there's there's another game coming up, but. There were a lot of positives in that, actually. Um, and I think that Wigan won't have the same level of pace because they're not all 17 and just charging around because they can. Um, so, no, I, I'm, I'm confident um, for Saturday, I think, for Sunday, sorry. I, th- I think we'll win. I think we'll win quite comfortably. Um, and I don't think that ultimately Wigan will be in the same position as Bolton because they're not having to cobble together a team from 16-year-olds. Yes. Um with, with the occasional Murphy sort of thrown in around the edges. I, I think that, I don't know what the situation is with their um, points penalty, whether they've got one this season because they're still in administration. Um, but if they haven't got that, I think that they'll do okay o- across the whole season. But I think that this is too early for them. And I think we'll, we'll have enough about us to see them off comfortably. I'm confident. Definitely. Um... What do you think, Lynn, Liam? Uh, they, I just looked up, they lost in the EFL Cup against Fleetwood, losing 3-2. Um, so they were able to put a team together. Joe Garner scored twice um, on Saturday for them. So how are you feeling going into this? What's your overall feeling? Uh, I, I have a, a hope that the, um, the Sky Hoodoo will eventually be broken on Sunday. I, I, think, I think what will be a big advantage 
is that there's not going to be any fans in the ground. So I, I think that gives Lambert a bit of breathing space. And so it will give the team a bit of breathing space to hopefully, they've started well against Bristol Rovers and they played well for a half against Arsenal. We, we won't go into the second half, but um, they, they've played for a, a, a game and a half now fairly decently in this system. Um, and I, I, I'm quite confident that they'll beat Wigan. Uh, it's a shame it is in an empty stadium, but I also think that might come as an advantage that it will allow the players to be a bit more relaxed without having the fans on top of them. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully, um, when we do get back in, that they've made a decent start to the season in this period with no fans in. Um, but I, I, I think... They, as David said, they're not going to be any mugs. I don't think they're going to be like Bolton. So they will be a bit more of a challenge. But I think they've got bigger bigger things to think about at the moment, uh, more about survival than anything. And I think if Town put out the same side that they did against Bristol Rovers, then I, I think Town will, will end up winning the game fairly comfortably, probably 2 or 3-0. Harvey, what's your thoughts? Also, I'm going to get your starting eleven as well. Um, now we we know a few there is of injuries and stuff. So last week we picked our our start eleven that we would like to see, but we know there's a few injuries and stuff and all that jazz. But for yourself, how are you feeling going into this? So last time we actually first time I actually met you was a, a game against Bolton when they were having their trouble and stuff. Um, as we've said already, Wigan have got a different sort of administration sort of thing. So it won't be just 18-year-old Bolton players. Uh, Wigan may have a few of their experienced players in there. But um, how are you feeling going into this? Yeah, it's definitely not going to be a, a Bolton situation. I remember rocking up to that game and seeing half the players being dropped off by the mums and dads. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not going to be that. I'm as optimistic as I can be. Um Considering our kind of record on Sky, I think we've won two out of thirty or something ridiculous, like that, haven't we? Um, if we don't win on Sunday, I don't think we'll ever win on Sky ever again. Yeah. So um, I, I think I'm confident, um, a little bit more confident than I was last week after after the the two games. Although obviously we lost against um, against Arsenal, I'm a little bit more confident with our um, kind of pattern of pattern of play and the um, kind of partnerships that, that we're seeing a little bit. Um, I never ever thought I'd say I'd be confident with Luke Chambers at right back, but I am well fifty percent confident with Luke Chambers at right back um, after his performance against uh, against Bristol Rovers. So uh, yeah, I, I I think we'll win. Um, I don't think it will be as comfortable as we maybe anticipating it to be because Ipswich don't do things easy. We never have and we never will. Um, Joe Garner is bound to score at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, looking at the players and the the situation, um, which is such a, a shit situation for Wigan, um, I th- you know we we should we should win comfortably. What's your what's your starting eleven then? Wrap it wrap it out. Yeah, I know I um, raised a few eyebrows with my uh, Cornell call last week, um, but I'm sticking to my guns. I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going with Cornell in goal. Um, <laughs> Chambers at uh, 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 right back. Um, obviously, KBY is not going to be fit. I don't think the National is going to be fit either. Um, I go with Nciala and Wolfenden. I think Nciala 
although you know he looks like he can have a mistake in him every kind of ten minutes or so, he looked really assured and he's looked really assured all preseason and for kind of ten minutes against Bristol Rovers turned into like Beckenbauer. Um so that would be my defensive partnership. Ward left back. Um a Dizelle who by the sounds of it against Arsenal was just unbelievable. I think Andy Warren called it sex, didn't he? So he did. um so yeah I you have to play Dizelle. Um Bishop, Nolan. Um I'm not never really been a massive fan of Nolan but he impressed um he's impressed recently. Well, we've missed that horrific chance against Arsenal where he, I don't know how it was easier to score than not score. No. Um, and then, yeah, I'd go with Drynan up top, without a doubt. I'd be more than happy with Drynan up top. Um, I'd go with, with Edwards on the left um, and Sears on the right. What's your, what's your prediction? Uh, I'm going to go for 3-1. Um but I'm going to throw a bit of a left field kind of prediction in. I think we're going to go one 0 behind. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, David, you were shaking your head when um, Harvey <laughs> said Cornell, so I'm sure that you may have a few different changes in your starting eleven then. Maybe it's the Welshman in me. Who knows? Yeah, I, I was really impressed with Cornell's um, short passing. I like the fact the way he comes out from his goal. I think he's positive about that, and I like the way he does that. His long kicking is a bit iffy, especially out to the left. But um, I would still go for Holy. Um, I like Holy. Um, I, I, I don't think he's done anything wrong. We've had, and I, and I don't think the goalkeeper thing in the last two games has been about who's got the shirt. I think it's a question of giving Cornell his debut in that cup. I, so I, I would go Holy. I think that it's his to lose. That's how I take it. I agree with you on Chambers. Don't think KVY will be fit. Don't think Danassian will be, and Chambers has done nothing wrong, and in, to a certain extent, he's done a lot right. So Chambers stays in there, Wolfenden stays in there, Ward obviously comes in at left back. I'm in slightly two minds at centre half though, for to go alongside Wolfenden. Enciala was bizarrely outstanding against Bristol Rovers, but he got injured. And if we're going to for who's in the starting lineup and it's yours to lose, can you honestly say and Darba deserves to lose his place after the um, Arsenal game? He was outstanding. He brought the ball out. He was confident. He was his positional play was good, and he made two absolutely phenomenally athletic challenges, which were perfectly timed, which broke up play. And if you're going simply by, you've got the shirt. It's yours to lose, and Darba has to start because he's the one who's got that shirt. So if I'm, and, I, and I've been going backwards and forwards on this, because if you're not counting the Mickey Mouse trophy as a proper competition, then you go back to Enciala. But that was a virtually unchanged side. So you have to go with who's in possession, to my mind. So I'm starting in Darba. Midfield, um, Bishop, yes, absolutely. Um, then... Dizelle, absolutely, who I think has really benefited from being given that responsibility. Um, alongside him, I'm going to say, because it was indicated today, um, it was it's, um, in the paper, I think, that um, Downs is now back, he's training, he's all happy, his, his head is no longer somewhere else. For me, Downs comes in, mm -hmm. or Hughes plays, 
um, because for me, Nolan hasn't done enough in those two games. Um, he was in the Bristol Rovers game. I thought he was the weakest of the three. In the Arsenal game, he had a decent first half. Besides, I mean, ignoring the goal, but passing and things like that. Second half, he disappeared off and did his own sideways. I'm not. I'm an attacking midfielder, but I'm not really thing. So his place is the one for me. It's under threat, and Downs is the obvious one to come in there. And I think that Hughes is Downs's obvious understudy. So for me, it's Downs, Bishop, Dazell in mid centre, or Hughes, Bishop, Dazell. If Downs is still sort of letting his head his head wander lonely as a cloud somewhere, Sears plays, Drynan plays, with presumably Norwood coming off the bench for the last half hour or so. Um, and the other one for me is Judge, um, who seriously hasn't done enough for me yet. Um, he doesn't get behind players yet. He's better on the right than he is on the left. But that's a bit like saying bashing your head against a tree trunk is better than dropping a brick on your foot. Um, so I would play Edwards, which I didn't think I'd ever say, but I would be playing Edwards and Sears on either side of Drynan because I think you get some pace, you get some imagination, you get some thrust and drive, which Judge doesn't give you. And that's not rotation. That's because for me, Nolan and Judge haven't done enough to justify that place in the side. Every other one of those players, Chambers, Enciala, Orendaba, Ward, Dazelle, Sears, Drynan, all of those have done enough to justify their place in the side. Nolan and Judge haven't. What's your prediction? And what we're going to do is we're going to have like a prediction leaderboard, and then by you know the end of maybe end of every month, we'll like we'll update it and go okay who's winning. But um, for yourself, what's your your prediction? Um, my innate prediction is three nil, um, which would make my son um spit his beer out on account of the fact that I frequently say three nil, and he he's busy saying now they'll they'll hammer us. Um, but I'm gonna, I, I'm actually going to go three one because you've got Ghana. Um, and I think Garner is a huge miss. I actually think he's a bigger miss than Waghorn was. Um, and I would love to see him back. We That, that bustle and the, the, the just in-your-faceness that he's got causes people no end of problems. That's Norwood, so, though, isn't it? Hey? That's Norwood, isn't it, though? You know, Norwood is basically it's, Garner, in a way. Yeah, but um, sort of in a slightly less focused way, perhaps. And a lot of it's directed to him sometimes. And... <laughs> Um, I I I, lo- I always like Garner. I, I like I like his attitude, but I think he'll cause some problems. And I think, um, like Harvey says, he'll score. So I'm I'm going to hedge that slightly and go three one. Cool. Uh, Thomas, what's your similar starting eleven? And join and score. Oh, okay. Yeah, Thomas, what's your, your same starting eleven? Uh, yeah, same starting eleven as last Saturday. But um, uh, if Downs is in the right mindset, yeah, take Nolan out, put Downs in. It, it all depends on Downs' mindset and if Lambert thinks he's ready to play, I guess. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd keep, stick at the same last week. I'll go I'll go 2-1. Uh, yeah, it'll either be Garner or what's the situation for Keane? Because if Keane's playing, I'll go and put some money on him to score because he'll show off what yeah. he can do. Yeah, I think <laughs> he's on trial there maybe, but I don't think he's signed a contract yeah, so he probably won't be registered, but yeah. Oh, if, if he is registered, then I'll put some money on him because he needs to show us what a uh, Show our fan base what he can do because I know David and me have discussed this a lot last season, and he is definitely underrated in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. David, do you want to add something? They've got Gary Roberts as well, um, yeah. another ex-town player. So 
if Garner doesn't score, you know, Roberts will. I always liked they're, him when he was down here. They're all in cut then. <laughs> they're all in cut yeah. for their goal. I, I got Gary Roberts in the back of my town shirt and then two weeks later he left, so I'll never ever <laughs> forgive him. <laughs> I'll never forgive him for that. Oh, I'll tell Gary that one day. Um, <laughs> Liam, let's let's end off with you. What is your is that your similar starting eleven to Yeah, I, I was gonna say about the Downs thing. I, I wasn't sure whether he was uh, when Harvey mentioned about Nolan uh, putting him in, if Downs would be back or not, but it's a no brainer if he if he is been training and he is ready then you just put him back in and whatever happens happens with downs uh, as we go along uh, if he's committed to play and then he does end up leaving before the the window then fair enough but I think you've got to utilize him while we've got him um, so he would definitely come in um, what David was saying about uh, at the back um, with Ndaba and Ntiala uh, it's a tough one because I think Entiala uh, played really well last Saturday. Uh, and then, of course, Indaba did, has had a pretty good pre-season and, and was decent on uh, Tuesday night. But, no, I think Lambert, this is what Lambert will do. He will stick to Entiala. I think he will stick to what he knows. Um, and similarly on the Edwards and kind of judge side, I would go for Edwards, but I think he'll play Judge. I think he'll stick stick to Judge because I think he he um, he wants to try and play Judge as much as possible. So I think he will start. Um, although I wouldn't be starting him if I was the manager. If that's uh, the case. Then he hasn't learned from last season. <laughs> but I, I think he will. I think he'll st- keep Judge in. I, I just think I have a feeling he'll just. He'll keep him in. I mean, he's he's played. Um, did it? Did he play on Tuesday night? Was he? Yeah. yeah. yeah, did, yeah. And, and he was he was playing on Saturday as well. So I I can't see why I, I I just don't see where he would be dropped. And then the other side is is Edwards actually fit? Because um, obviously he did pick up a slight injury at the end of the Bristol Rovers game. So. Um, we'll wait and see on that. Uh, but in terms of the result. I'm 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 going for a, a cheeky clean sheet and go two 0 Oh, okay. It's been another great show. Thank you, Thomas, Harvey, David, Liam. Thank you very much for joining me as ever. Uh, we'll be back next week to look over the, of course, the Wigan game, the Fulham game in the Carabao Cup. We're in the second round of the Carabao Cup. Normally we don't normally say that. Yeah, we're in the second round. The draw for the third round happened as well. Rochdale was Sheffield Wednesday. so Very winnable. Yeah, if Rochdale beat Sheffield Wednesday, it could be, you know, we could be getting closer to the quarterfinals. You never know. But I, but, I'd uh, like Sheffield Wednesday because it gives you, if we're, like um, the paper said today, you know, it's a talented squad and it is. If we're settled and we play Sheffield Wednesday and give them a game, that suggests we're really on the right path. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play pretty. Rochdale. I want to play Sheffield Wednesday. Or if I we just can't wait to then, see. Uh, I just can't wait to see Mitrovic in the uh, NCR's back pocket. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I, I've assumed we've beaten Jeff, uh, beaten Fulham. They're, 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 oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit Easy. worrying if we go on a we go on a cup tie run at home. I mean, we haven't seen any of them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're doing so well but um yeah thank you very much guys um make sure to follow us all on our own personal twitters um and also follow us on kings of anglia on twitter facebook instagram and youtube 
And uh, yeah, we'll be back with another edition of Game Day Extra Time next week. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. channel